I'm really nervous because I know this is sex week. Yeah. He said the word sex week in reference to fantasy suites. Hey everyone, I'm Michelle. And I'm DJ. And this is Roses and Rejections, a podcast on the Pop Break Network where we talk about all things Bachelor Nation. Woohoo! Woo! We have a lot of content today, guys. My goodness. We woke up early to watch and finish all of the episodes of Perfect Match. Yerp. We have the most recent uh, Bachelor episode, plus mm-hmm. some Bachelor-related news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also finished watching after the... Uh, was it Love is Blind After the Altar, which is garbage. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start with The Bachelor, right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, so let's start with The Bachelor episode itself, uh, since it's honestly the thing I probably want to spend the least amount of time on. Sure. Um, so they were in... Oh, God, where were they? Um, I went Estonia. To take it, Estonia, yeah. Because yeah. I went to take it down, and I was like, I don't know where this is. And one of the... Um, Girls was like, it's like we're in Frozen. And I was like... It was a very interesting take. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's good to know what you think. Yeah, yeah. I was like, good job. Good job, you. Um, okay. So, they did... So, there was a... The so, it was two solo dates and a group date. First solo date went to Charity, who didn't get her solo date last time because of Zach and his COVID. Yep. Um, the only interesting thing that happened regarding this date... Is that right before the date happened, Zach came in to grab Charity. You know how he does. He walks yeah. into whatever, talk to the, address the girls, and grab the person he's going on the date with to go leave with him. And when he was in there talking to the girls, um, Kat pulled him away, uh, which was, it's weird. We have not seen that happen right before a solo date before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, I just wanted to take you for a second because I missed you and I haven't seen you and... Uh, and then she makes out with him. Um, and he comes back and he has lip gloss all over his face, like on his mouth. And it's like, oh, my dude. Wipe your face, bro. Yeah, I'm like, Wipe your like, face. Come on. Come on. Like, come on. Bad rookie, form. Bad rookie form. mistake. Rookie yeah. mistake. Um, and it was really awkward because, like, everyone knew. Like, everyone could tell what happened. Yeah. Um, Zach came back smiling, like, ear to ear, like a friggin' loser. Well, because... Yeah, and it made things awkward. It made things awkward. Yeah. Um, but his... Date with Charity went great, of course. Um, the group date, I I really liked this date selfishly because I would want to go on it, but they were weirdos about it. They met with like a witch from, Estor- I want to say Astoria. Estonia? Estonia. Not a- I was thinking Astoria from uh, Queens. New York. Yeah, Queens. Estonia. So they, they met with someone who is a witch, and they said... But she's not a wicked witch. She's a healing witch. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, I'd like to classify... That's just a witch. Like, people who identify as witches who practice spellcraft, like, spells and stuff like that. Typically, it's just almost like old school medicine stuff where they don't use, like, chemical things. They'll use, like, natural herbs and, like, roots and stuff to create medicines or teas and... Everything has, like, specific properties that do certain things. I thought it was really cool, but the girls seems the girls and Zach seem kind of weirded out by the whole experience. Mm-hmm. And all I could think to myself was, this was wasted on you. This is a very cool experience, and it was wasted on you. Yeah, it's true. Um, so anyway, that was pretty boring. The drama from the previous uh, charity cat 
thing came up during the cocktail portion of the date. Yeah, well, they they saged her during the the witch stuff. Yes, she got saged. It was to remove all the bad energy. And um, Brooklyn said there's not enough sage on the planet. (laughs) That was honestly funny. It was funny. Um, Was this, this was the date where the thing with Jess happened, right? Yeah. Okay, so Jess was spiraling a little bit after not getting a one-on-one with Zach earlier. And she was, like, panicking. So during the cocktail portion of the group date, she was talking to him, and she expressed to him that she was, like, upset about not getting the one-on-one. And he, his response was, like, fine. It was very, like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, we haven't really had time yet. But then she really started focusing on the one-on-one and spiraling about it and, like, getting too in her own head about it. And it was, it was, it was a lot. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of on her side on this one, just because really? like I don't like, think she handled it well. She did not play the did, game well. She did not handle it well. Agreed. But like, she does have a valid point being the last one to get a one on one. Like but that's not always, an invalid like. Yeah, but there always has to be someone who's the last person to get a one a one on one. There's and, always someone. And I think that is like something worth um, like bringing up. I you, really do. You can yes, I agree. It could be something you bring up. But she spiraled. She freaked out she got all in her head and then when he like explained himself that should have been the end of the conversation but it wasn't i think the other problem is is that he didn't hand it well either oh of course like he so there was this really funny um uh av club article that they recapped last night's episode and the headline was the bachelor would like to the bachelor would like you to remember your feelings are secondary to his yes and i think it really encapsulates this whole thing we're like you know he doesn't go in with like, hey, I understand how you're feeling, mm. but with this process, you know, it takes time and someone has to be last, like kind of yeah. explain right. that. Yeah. And but I still want you to know I do have strong feelings for you, even though we've never one on one yet. Yeah. He's doing this weird, like, well, like, I don't know why you're fixating this, like you haven't had a one on one yet. Like, I don't understand yeah. why it is that you know you're feeling this way. Like he didn't say exactly that, but it's like it's so funny that, like, for the women that he's not going to move forward with, he just does not care about their mm-hmm. feelings at yeah. all. Oh, agreed. And, like, yeah. I feel like past, past bachelors have, like, and bachelors have been able to, like, fake it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe actually care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of them cared because a lot of them, and this is the weird part about Zach, too. Having been in this process, you know what it feels like for the most part. Like, you know, like, the jealousy aspects yeah. of it. You know, like, the concern, the, the like, whatever, um, like, the anxiety that's yeah. associated with it. I would assume you'd be more empathetic to these girls who you can see are stressing out about it. Like, like it very much could have been handled better, and he did not. And then, so, and and again, I don't think she handled this well at all either. She really, like, I think spiraled because he didn't handle it well, and then she just... She's probably more, and then he, like, it just went down and down, and then she, he sent her home. Yeah. And then here was the weird part. So he sent her home, and then he went to the room to address the other girls, like, and told them what happened, and then was like, oh, no, was it Jesse Palmer who did it? I can't even remember. If no, it was, I thought it was him. That he, he was did like, in this very like, awkward way. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I'm not giving out a rose tonight. Yeah, he told them all that. Yeah. Which was ludicrous, by yeah, the way. Yeah, like, why? Like, just because someone that, someone went home, you can't give out a rose tonight? And this would be weirder later, because during the rose ceremony, because of the way the math works out, he only sent 
one woman home again. Yeah. Which I feel like is the worst thing to do during these ceremonies. Yeah. Just like it's send so... that person home. You do this whole thing to yeah. send one person home. You can only do that when you're at like the final like four or five. Yeah, it's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the thing with Zach that's very grating, I think at this point, especially to like watch on television, is like you could share your vulnerabilities with him, mm. but if... Those vulnerabilities sound a little bit like criticism. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, your vulnerabilities have to be all about you, and it cannot mm-hmm. be like how Zach made you feel. Exactly. Heaven forbid. Yeah. Because then, see ya. Quite frankly. Gone. Quite frankly, a lot of dodged bullets, I think, with these oh, women. Oh, my goodness, like, yes. Oh, my like, goodness. I know a lot of these girls are like, I, oh, my God, I, I'm so in love with Zach. And it's like, are you? Really? Do you like? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, she got sent. Jess got eliminated during the group date. Yeah, and then no rose was given out. No, that. so weird, man. Yes. Um. To be fair, it's like it's this weird thing because we didn't like the date. There wasn't anything special, mm-hmm. and like none of the conversations were like anything. It like wouldn't have made sense. Like, watching it, if he's like, Brooklyn gets the rose, you'd be like, I guess. Like, it, it would be nice as a viewer to have a little bit more information for, like, oh, I'd like to kind of get in the realm of, like, where, like who do I think he's going to pick? Mm-hmm. But, um, like, we're not quite there. Um, yeah. By the way, I was thinking about the first one-on-one date. and I, With the charity? With charity. Yeah. And I, I completely forgot to mention that the one of the interesting things that they, the only interesting thing that they did yeah, on the that date. Yeah, the only thing that was cool. Um, there's there's a, an event, and I've seen... This online, maybe not exactly this, but something similar to this, an event called wife carrying. Yeah, there's actually a word for it in Estonian yeah, that I, I wish long, I long took word. it down. But um, yeah. So right. So what happens is the the male typically yeah um carries the wife on his back. Now, not like how you would imagine. It's not like piggyback style. No. The way it's it almost is, like reverse piggyback. Kind of, right? Where, the, where you're holding the legs across your shoulders and the head's down by the butt and the, the woman's arms go across the man's waist. Yes. That's a good way to describe it and not the perverse way I was thinking of describing it. Cool. Keep um, it a PG. Keep it a PG. Um, I don't, like, it was, it was like, like, it was fun to watch the other guys, not Zach, doing it. Mm-hmm. Zach beating the guy who was paid to lose was, like, Oh, for fine. sure. Like, I was definitely paid to lose. So they had, like, when when Zach and Charity happened to arrive at this weird event, um, they, and it, I say it like that because it made it look like, oh, they spontaneously yeah, found they, they, this they, thing they, that definitely wasn't prepped. I wish they wouldn't just be like, hey, we're going to go do this yeah, thing. I mean, like, just, like, like, we whatever. know. We know it's planned. No one's like, that dumb. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Jesse Palmer was there. Like, yeah. Which, it was a funny shot. It was just like... It was like just sitting there drinking, coffee. like, coffee? That was funny. Honest, com- like, like, finally some comedy from these things. Um, but right. So, but they, they do that thing, and, like, it's so, like... God, I cannot imagine these women, if they could get any kind of conversations, where Gabby's like, I got Jimmy Choo's, and Charity's like... I got thrown around like a log. Yeah. Like, come on. It's I mean, ridiculous. It's, it's never fair. The The Pretty Woman date's always the top tier date. Like, that's always, yeah, always, yeah, in yeah, every yeah. season, that's always but, the best date. But then some other dates are like um, a, a boat tour yeah. or something. It's like, yeah. the, well, like, okay, th- that wasn't the whole date. But like, what were the other things? Oh, like the horse-drawn carriage with the yes. fuzzy horses. Oh, those horses were the best. So like, I agree. But also like, I feel like that like, 
I wouldn't want to do a horse-drawn carriage ride. Sure. Like, it, this sounds oh, like no, poop. I, yeah, and like, I'm not it, saying that that part of the date was great. I'm saying that those yeah. horses were awesome. So that's... These giant, white, fuzzy horses. So, like, that's not great. They 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 got to try some um the, the, the random uh, like hazelnuts or something from the vendor the woman the, on the yeah, street spiced almonds spiced almonds thank you and then they had some weird liqueur I think it was thing? schnapps which it like might have been schnapps God, schnapps by itself is terrible <laughs> they said it tasted like pepper yeah what and like I doubt it but <laughs> maybe <laughs> I assume if it had any little bit of spice that was They're like, like pepper yeah oh my god but like this date didn't seem like super fun yeah. 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 It was fine. It was very fine. Like, I'll tell you this. I bet Charity's original one-on-one London date was uh, better than this. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know what it would have been, but I bet it was better. I assume it had to do with uh, Big Ben, because Zach gave her a thing of Big Ben. Right. Right, so right, right. I assume... Yeah, maybe a private tour or something. And that would have been really cool to see. Legit cool. Especially yeah. Especially since we were... When we were in London... It was under construction. It was under construction. Yeah. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, it's the one thing. So, yeah, like... I, I think that, like, this was, like, definitely the, the like, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And also, like, there's a lot of things to wonder, like, who would have gotten this one-on-one date? Like, would it have been Greer? Would it have been Jess? Like, I yeah. wonder like, what the plans right, were. Right, like, who, who... Oh, by the way, this episode, Greer had COVID, so she and wasn't around. It's a throwaway line. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, like, they, they barely address it. It's, like, if you if you blink, you miss it kind of thing. Yeah, it, I, I think it came up in when they were talking about, like, just, like, I'm the last one to get a one-on-one. And they were like, well, Greer didn't get a one-on-one. And she's like, well, Greer has COVID. So yeah. she wasn't an option. It's like, wow. whoa. Yeah, it's like, ooh. Um, so I was Charity's one-on-one. And at the end of it, during their dinner, she talks in the abstract about how she's sad. Yes. And I'm sorry, but it's hard after watching Brooklyn's she thing. She was to- mentally abused in previous relationships. I, I just don't know how seriously to take these yes. things. When they're, they're, like, I understand you want to give, like, very acute details to mm-hmm. your trauma, mm-hmm. but when it's abstracted so much and yeah. I literally don't know what you're talking about, it's hard for me to garner that sympathy. I feel like you can also get an idea of how severe it is based on the person who, how they tell it and like how, how they are with it. Yeah. But she just seemed like very nonchalant about it. I know. And I was like, yeah, okay. It, yeah. Sure. I, I feel nothing. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't want to say I feel nothing, but like, I feel very little. I can speak very, for me. I little. felt nothing. Okay. Um, okay. So that was that one on one date. And then the second one on the second one on one date, which was after the group date, mm-hmm. was with Ariel. Yeah. A person who I swear to goodness. Just came in this episode. First time. <laughs> I don't remember seeing her ever before. <laughs> I have never seen this person. No, me neither. She was an extra who they had to body swap because something happened. Yeah, I don't. We were like throughout the whole episode because at one point she's talking to Kat. And D, I looked at DJ and I was like. Who's this person? And he goes, like, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. And then she got this the other one on one day, and I was like, and, I don't know who this is. And I still, this is so bad. I still don't know the names of all the old women, and we're down to like seven. That's yeah, how bad this it's has bad. been. I know like but three names. I can confirm they have all been on previous episodes. Yes. I cannot do that with Ariel. I know. And it's bad. There was one woman, the one who, oh my gosh, she was on Matt's season. She was the former basketball dancer. Yes. I think her name began with an S. Sure. Um, And then I think on Bip, she paired with, um, oh gosh, it doesn't matter. Um, But she was with like one guy the whole time and then they like broke up. Sure. Um, But she was another one who was like, she was in the top 10 and was like, I have never seen you before. Yeah. 
Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know oh, vaguely, God. but I don't... Once the season ends, my brain, like, dumps all of the relevant information. I know. I'm really, I'm really not trying to do that thing where I refer to them by just, like, hair color and well, race. I mean, whatever. At this point... So let's talk about Ariel's date. Yeah. Because this was bizarre, okay? Yeah, this one was pretty bad. They went to a nudist sauna. Yeah. Okay. Which also had like a word for it. There's a, of course. Because they had to translate it for us. But like, it did, well, I guess the word, it was sauna. Sauna. Right? Because I don't think that's an English word. No. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, um, maybe it is. But yeah, it was like sauna something. And it was, it was a translation. It was a nudist nudist sauna. sauna. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the woman tells them, the two of them, like, you guys can. Uh, like we respect, like the, like it's a sacred kind of thing to yeah. to go to a nudist sauna. Like it's it's sacred there. And then she says to him, "I'm not like Ariel says yeah, to yeah. Zach. Like I'm not getting fully naked. Least fun person and ever." I, but I was like, "Okay, sure, you're on TV. Like maybe, and you're like, you know, they're barring it out. Yeah, whatever. But like I, and you know, it's your first date with someone. I get the whole not wanting to be fully naked, but." A lot of these women's swimsuits barely cover everything to begin with. Bingo. And then they show her swimsuit and it's like a full, a full one piece swimsuit. I cannot recall ever on this show seeing a bathing suit that covered the midriff. It's true. I, I, can, I cannot and it's not, conjure that. I'm not, I'm not like harshing that like people who wear full covering bathing suits. Hell, I wear full covering bathing suits. Yeah. But like... You went to a nudist sauna, and now, for sure, the producers prepped them. Yeah. At least her. Like, hey, we're sending you to a nudist sauna. Like, just be mentally prepared for that, because she had to bring a bathing suit. Yes. I'm just surprised. Like, I was surprised by the choice of her bathing suit. I think that on this show, and they've done this a bit before, uh, Jill got naked with um, that guy. Like Tarzan guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I don't know. I'm so, No. On the show, you go on the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Pip, whatever. I think you kind of give up some agency for these activity things. Allie went skydiving. I would rather be naked than go skydiving. Like, I think part of it is, like, do the activity. Sure. But I get it. I get that everyone's, like, everyone has their own comfort level. And, like, signing up for the show doesn't guarantee, like, I'm going to... S- you. You're going to see me naked on the first thing. No. Also, it's not like Zach got naked. Well, I'm digging him for that, too. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, he's like, I, I respect you, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. do a full experience and, like, boom. Or, like, maybe banana hammock it, you know? There's way. Oh. There's way. I'm sorry. I just got that visual in my head of Zach in a banana hammock and, like, Ugh. I'm just, look, he, he gets to walk around with all these beautiful women. Wow. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get we'll there. We'll talk about that. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, play ball, dude. Um, yeah. I I just it it disappoints me. Yeah. Because the other thing too is the one on one's a big deal. It's not yes. like it was like a group date. Yeah. And to your point, I'm sure they pre clear this. Yeah. So um, uh, Ariel could have been like, you know what? Send Jess or whatever. Send yeah. send up. Not doing it. Yeah. Not going on it. Yeah. Like you don't have to go on the one on one. You don't have to. Okay. And she was uncomfortable the entire time. She was. Yeah. And let's get. I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, specifically that this. 
there's a lot. It seems like with this, before I mentioned that they said that, like, this is a very spiritual thing for us. Like, the, the nudist song is very spiritual for them. In the beginning, a woman is, like, like, talking to them about breathing and stuff like that. And they just start talking through it. Do you... I do. I remember, I, like, thinking, I was like, well, that's rude. Very like, disrespectful. Very disrespectful to this woman who's trying to lead these dumb Americans through this process of, like, like yeah. this spiritual, beautiful process. They're supposed to be naked. They're not. Fine, whatever. But, like, the least they could do is, like, respect this process. I can't imagine hearing, like, this is sacred to us. I mean, like, Yeah. Okay. And then, like, Nerds. going into something where someone is, like, leading you through a, like, meditative breathing thing and then just talking through the whole thing. Yeah. And then it, it still gets weirder, like, for them, weirder or worse, in that they go into the sauna part of it where, like, it's like a steam room not naked and they're sitting there and they're talking about who cares and then this older couple walks in and they are nude yeah as they should be in the nudist sauna and zach and ariel are so freaking uncomfortable yeah it's crazy they are so uncomfortable with the whole thing they're being babies with like they were being like like children and not, no, you know what? Yeah. Not children. I'm sorry. They're being like teenagers where it's like yes, they're yeah. awkward and uncomfortable and like kind of giggling. Oh, and like, genitalia. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, Calm it's down, like, bro. it's like, guys, it's fine. Yeah, We're been, adults here. You ever been to the gym at the YMCA? <laughs> or, sorry, excuse me. The locker room at the YMCA? Yeah. There's just, I mean, I can't speak for the women's, but the men's, it's just like, you know, it's hanging all out, man. Yeah. They don't care. They don't, they don't care. Yeah. Like, it, it, but, you know what it was? It was very American. Yeah. Because that's, like, a very, yeah. like, American sensibility where we're, like, ashamed of our nudity. But also, like, what did you expect at a nudist sauna? Yeah, like, man. did you expect everyone to have these fully covering bathing suits on? No. You're in a nudist sauna. Yeah, they're taking their hands and they're, like, like the side covering, like, they're putting the blinders on their eyes yeah. and turning their head to the side. Yeah. And, and just, Ariel's just like, oh, my God. And yeah. it's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, just, what no. What happened to Oh, well, my bad. <laughs> Shush. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, like, why, like, why are you bringing your bad vibes into this for the rest yeah. of us to see how, like, shitty you're all being? Yeah, it was, like, not pleasant. Like, it was, like, it was uncomfortable to watch. I felt bad for the couple that was there who was, like... They seem to be having a gay old time, man. Oh, yeah. They, they seem to be having a, a ball. Yeah. Because then after actually being in the sauna... They, um, Zach and Ariel went into a hot tub. The world's famous bachelor outdoor wooden hot tubs. Yep, yep, yep. And then, um, the older couple eventually made their way into the hot tub with Still them. Nude. Still nude, of course. What do you think? They're going to put on clothes to go into the hot tub? Let's go. Let's go, um, man. Yeah, and then they were like making out in the hot tub next to yeah. Ariel. At this point, you know, good on them. I hope that they made Zach and Ariel as uncomfortable yeah, as possible. there was some kind of conversation. It doesn't matter. It really does All matter. I took away from this date was Zach and Ariel are super lame. Yeah, they're They're really both lame. super lame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was sad. Because it was like, you could have gotten so much out of this experience and really had like an awesome experience. But you both acted like like preteens about the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, come on, Because they're up. both super lame. They really need to grow up. It was not good. Um, I think there was a dinner portion. I can't remember it. If Why can't I either? Oh my gosh. Was there a dinner? Did they show a dinner portion? They must have. Because she got the rose. She didn't go home. Um... 
This is, that tells, you know, that speaks volumes about the whole dinner portion. I just can't remember if Ariel talked about her trauma or not. I don't know that they showed the dinner portion. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know either. I'm double checking now. Them. But um, anyway, is uh, yeah, it was, the, the date was like not great. It was very, I was very, I was made very upset yeah, by watching it because I'm like, wow, this is something that I felt really bad for the, the woman. Who was explaining this yes. stuff to them? Because she was being mad serious about it. Yeah, because they said it's very spiritual to them. And then here were these like people acting like children. Okay, so I am remembering assessing the stills. They had a lunch. They like went into a house and had a lunch. Oh yeah, and it was like a daytime thing. And I mean, I, I'm not going to figure it out looking at these stills, but they talked about something. I can't remember. I don't think she brought up any kind of trauma. No, I don't think so either. If it was, it was very vague and nonspecific. Like, everyone's except Brooklyn. That's true. I feel so bad for Brooklyn, man. Yeah. Like, you imagine, like, watching his back and be like, why on earth did I pour myself out there like this? I could have just been like, yeah, I had bad stuff happen to me. Yep. And not really talk about it. And yeah. it would have been the same. Because yeah. Zach just looks at all of them and like, wow, I really appreciate you yeah. sharing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, okay. Well... Why don't we jump to the cocktail party? You're... Uh, Zach is gross. <laughs> I just like to start oh, off Zach by saying so Zach is so gross. gross. Like, okay, so he... Every time he walks into the room where the women are for the cocktail party, he goes, wow. Like, like, but not sarcastically. Like, he's like, jawed to the floor, like, wow. Oh, yeah, like, it's gross. It's, like, and really cringe. The women, like, have to just, like, stand there and be like, hi. Like, in any other scenario, unless you're, like, Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion, all the women go, oh, we're all going to leave now. Yeah. Well, all of us are going to leave because we don't have to be here. Yeah. And, bro, you're not Hugh Hefner. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ugh. you're just, you're, you're ju- this is what I think it comes down to. You're just the Bachelor, but you think you're so much more. Yeah. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. Um... There's some kerfuffling ish. It's, it's the whole thing with oh the the only kerfuffling that I want to talk about yeah because it was the only time I didn't agree with Brooklyn. Cat <laughs> um, had pulled Charity to the side because Cat wanted to address what had happened with Charity. Yes, and so Cat pulls Charity to the side, like into a different room to talk to her about what had happened. And from what we see from that conversation, it seemed like Cat was apologizing correctly, and Charity was speaking her mind, and, you know, they were being adults about it. Brooklyn felt that Kat wasn't going to apologize correctly and felt that Charity was going to be steamrolled, so Brooklyn felt like she needed to interject. This is the only time I disagree with what Brooklyn did. She didn't need to throw herself in there. She could have stepped in if Charity came back and was like, that was a half-ass apology, or, like, she didn't mean it, or whatever, but she interjected during, like, right during the apology. And then Kat stormed off because she was upset, which makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that she was upset because, like, she was trying to do the right thing, and here Brooklyn is just, like, getting on her about it. And again, I love Brooklyn. She's, like, one of my favorite girls, but this was not, like, you didn't need to. It felt very, um, like, the producers or something were just trying to make stuff happen because the problem is... Because none of the women will go to Zach with problems because they know they'll be excommunicado. The yeah. second they do that, 
this show would be nothing. It's true. If if there's like not other stuff to go on, there's nothing happening during the dates. There's nothing happening during the cocktail parties. Nothing happening during the dinners. None of that. So it's like we just need to make stuff happen, or else it's just the worst. It's true. Um. So yeah, and and the craziest thing about that, why it's even included, it doesn't lead to anything. It doesn't. Nothing comes of it. Well, who um, who does he end up sending home? Because he only sends home one person. Allie. Yes. But it was, like, between Allie and Kat, and who's he going to send home? And obviously, like, Kat's not going to go home. They're going to keep that drama running. They don't mention it, but, like, Greer does get to, like, stay around another week, but they don't talk about it. No. I'm like, is he going to say Greer? Are they going to mention Greer? It's so weird that, like, last week was, like, the COVID episode, and this is, like, we cannot talk about COVID. Like, I I can't believe that, like, when Jess was complaining about not getting the one-on-one, it's like, well, what about Greer? And it's like, well, that's because she is really ill. Like, just, like, (laughs) dubbed over like yeah, her right. words just like we cannot mention it it's, it's so oh my god it's so can you imagine by the way just as a quick aside Greer you're like so upset because how last week went mm-hmm. because you made Zach upset by talking about your sales thing and he got so <laughs> uppity about it and then you got COVID from the mother furker like yeah. just Please stop saying furk I know okay. you're doing it jokingly but okay. you gotta stop because it's gonna leak into from, our actual from the motherfucker like that that must just be the worst thing ever yeah like just getting yeah. sideswiped by a dude and then giving an illness yeah right you shouldn't be laughing I legitimately do feel bad yeah. like I really do well she's around for next week and she'll get a one on one probably since seems like it since there's no one else right maybe old wounds will heal what was the thing you've pulled up a tweet it was like the only negative thing that Zach got is like a COVID test or something like that. It was like, um, oh, let's hope that the only negative thing from this week is uh, Zach's COVID test. And it was apparently that was something that I think Jesse said or one of the girls said at the beginning of the episode. Oh, God, and it was okay. like, ugh, it was so like, it was very cringy. It was. Um, so let's do our segments and then move on. Yeah. So. Before our segments, real quick, yeah. I want to talk about the one cringy thing we both noticed during a preview for a future Please. episode. Oh my god! So he, they're talking about, um, you know, during fantasy suites, how oh, you have. I'm sorry, I just remembered. I just triggered Michelle. Anything? Oh. Because oh. we were talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were talking about this for like five straight minutes out of the episode. So, and I'm like this. The phrase is verbatim, the whole thing isn't, but he's like, I'm really nervous because I know this is sex week. Yeah. He said the word sex week in reference to fantasy suites. I have never in my life heard that phrase for it's that week. so gross. On, on Reddit, on podcasts, on Twitter. Sex week. I have heard two terms. Oh, like The most common ones. Fantasy suites, mm-hmm. overnights. Yes, those are the common like, used terms. Sometimes like fantasy week. Sure. I've heard whatever. I have never heard sex week. Sex I know it's freaking gross and it's nasty. It's so I, gross. This is a a peek into the mind of this weirdo who's the uh. bachelor that like because and we've brought this up before but like just in case I think it's a good refresher how Rachel Lindsay on her season talked about for the entirety of the fantasy suites her and Brendan just talked like shop. Yes. Like, talk like finances, yes. kids, yes. Uh, moving, yeah. jobs, like, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
didn't have sex because it's the only time you get an extended amount of time with no cameras, right? Yes. We know with um, Ivan and Taisha, mm-hmm. we like the religious they, stuff. Yeah, they talked about religious stuff, which ended up ending, ending the, relationship. the relationship because couldn't get past the atheism barrier, right? Like all these things. But freaking Zach, all Ugh. he could think is it's sex week. That's like so What weird. a weirdo. Every time you say it. I like cringe. I like, I feel myself like and turtle. Everything, I, every part of me is like clenching. It's like, bleh. I need to emphasize. These are his words. I know it is. They, like, and, and, cause let's not, let's not forget. These are his words that they decide to show on the trailer for next week's episode. Oh no, it's great. They're not I, ashamed that he's using the terminology sex week. I think they're just plotting against him now. I think they're mad at him because he gave them a bad season objectively yeah. yes they gave him a bad season and they're mad at him now oh. that's like what it feels like sex week this is sex i can't it's like so gross it's so gross because gonna- you know what because it's so, it's like it's like it's like probably what the people who don't watch the bachelor assume fantasy suites are yeah like oh that's that's, that's sex, sex week, week right i still can't even i can't even like jokingly say it because it's so gross but like because as you mentioned fantasy suites are more than just the week where you can explore each other physically, but it's meant to be like you can talk about things that you don't want to talk about in front of cameras, like money situations, living situations, religion stuff, um, family, all that kind of, like relocations and whatnot. That's where you have those really intimate conversations. Not to Zach, though. To Zach, it is just sex week. Because he is so excited uh-huh. that he gets to do yeah. it with four women. Yeah. Be- he cannot freaking um, wait. I'd like to add on to that. Four women that are extremely out of his league. Four women yes. that he would never land outside of this scenario. Yes. That's why he's excited. And and because their goal is to please him. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's so gross. And, I can't. And you know what's crazy? I know I'm not wrong. I I know I'm not wrong. Oh, he's going to have sex with all of them because he wants to. This is all disgusting. I'm like, I feel like Sammy from Circle Season 1. No one would ever see anyone say that and be like, oh my gosh, that's a rational human being. (laughs) Like, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's only made worse because we can see how, how he is with the women. Yeah. It's not like... He's a normal bachelor, and he happened to say sex week, and this segment would be much shorter if that was the case. We'd be like, ha, he called it sex week. That's yeah. so weird. But because he's always like, wow, these girls are so hot. And it's like, ew. If, like, ew. if Nick called it sex week, I'd be like, what a cool guy. Like, Because <laughs> he was the bachelor who, or not the bachelor, he was the contestant who was like, his whole thing was like, he kept having sex way too early, yeah. like before the things. So if Nick's like, I'm really excited for sex week, I'd be like, yeah, you are. Yeah. But like Zach says, I'm like, you're a weirdo who cuts out women's it's faces like, in magazines. Yeah, it's like, you're a creep. You're such a creep. Oh, it's so creepy. And a weirdo. A creep and a weirdo. There's a song. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's a song. What the hell is he doing here? He doesn't belong here. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, let's just keep going. It works. Oh uh, all, all right. right. So, Look. yeah. All right. Ugh. All right, let's stop I, I just it. real quick. I really like that your reaction here is the reaction you had at the time. It, I really think yeah. it's giving the audience an insight to how this hit you while you were, like, watching it, it live. This was my reaction, if not a little bit worse, because it was so much more raw. Um, yeah. But, yes, I, it was just a lot of this. Yeah. Blech. Um Okay, let's... Let's, uh... Let's do our segments. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's do final rose. 
Yeah. Um, it's really hard this week. No, it's really easy. Okay. Naked Estonian couple. Oh, nice. Nice. That's good. That's this good. Is no contest for me. Cool. Um, good call. I'm going to give it to the guy who got, the Estonian who got paid off and let Zach uh, win the race. I know, having to lose that, a thing he's probably amazing at, that's sure a blow. I'm sure he's that's... awesome at I assume they gave him so much money, which is why I'm like, good for you, I, guy. I assume they gave him no money, and they probably gave him, like, a catered lunch and maybe some, like... No, I assume that they paid this man. What's at least the, in something. What's the What's the Estonian currency? That's a great... Oh, it's the euro, duh. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, man, like, it's like a one-to-one? Like, are they really gonna shell... Are they gonna give him, like... Well, give me like a thousand euros, like yeah, I, I would do it for a thousand. A thousand bucks, you just have to like lose a race, whatever. I was saying, like, would they shell that out? Yeah, they have more money than they spent like nothing on this date. They could have given. Oh my god, they really cheaped out. That's a great point. They yeah. really cheaped out this date. Yeah. It all went to that guy. Yeah, right. That guy got all the date money. <laughs> Good for Jesus. him. Jesus. Um, I have a pretty big fashion corner. Was there anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, let's go through fashion corner stuff because I actually took notes this week, guys. Um, okay. During the group date, Brooklyn had a single-shoulder black dress. You pointed out that you liked that as well. I did. I was a fan. Yeah. Katie was wearing a full satin dress, which is a hard fabric to pull off. Um, so I liked that. I thought it was bold. Um, Gabby was wearing uh, these on her... I was going to say on her date, but I think guess just in the cocktail portion of the date. Yeah. She had these earrings that looked like branches with... Uh, with like diamond leaves on them, which was super. You said cool. there were chandelier earrings. Was it? No, that was um. Sorry, that was Jess. Jess oh. had the chandelier earrings. Right, but right, right. Gabby was also wearing the um, the green blazer with the pleather top. And you yes. said you weren't a huge fan of that. No, but I don't think I don't really like pleather things. Like, it's very... I like pleather things. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, um. Jess had the long, dangly chandelier earrings that went right. from her ear to her shoulder. So that's, yes. that's long. Like, that's a long earring. And it looks great. Um, for the cocktail party, Zach, dwog- Zach walked in wearing a brown jacket. And I thought it was his suit jacket. And I was like, what are you doing? Cat yeah. um, had a black, low-cut, glittery dress with the same style chandelier long earrings on. Uh, which and I love the glittery dress because it was like shimmery. It wasn't like sequins. It was just like, like shimmery, like you know, shimmery black eyeshadow. Yep. Very pretty, catches the eye. Um, Allie had a a taupe strappy dress on. Um, that was it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, and then um, Katie was wearing a glitter dress that was champagne colored, which was also nice. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn had a navy blue floor length iridescent gown. That had a slit that went all the way up to her thigh, which was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was bold. Bold yeah, choice. It was nice. I liked it. I liked it because it was, when I say navy blue iridescent, it was the kind of dress that it looks black, and when the light hits it, it's blue. It's blue, like when the light hits it, which is like very pretty. And I, so, I, I was, so I took notes this week. So I'm not just like, yeah, everyone's wearing great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's this week's episode, including the trailer for next week. Just gross. <laughs> um, well, that's not next week. The gross thing. Next no, I know week, it's it's yeah. in a future episode. Ne- next week is Budapest and yeah. Greer's back. Yeah, um, probably yeah. a Greer one on one. Probably. Right. Um, so, what do you want to talk about next? Okay, so I heard a very, I heard a very interesting thing when I got in my car to drive to work one morning, and I have to tell you, 
it's it's a weird happenstance that the universe threw this in my face because typically I get in my car and as soon as I get in my car, I plug my phone in and my audiobook just starts playing. But this time I had turned the car on early so it could start warming up and I happened to hear something when I got back in the car and I heard... Real quick, do you remember which radio station you were listening to? It was a Sirius XM station with like the oh, okay. top hits, like Sirius oh, top okay. hits station. So what are the DJs from the yeah, Sirius? Yeah, there was like a few, like I guess in the morning they do like Probably, a few talk show, whatever. Yeah. They were talking about how Chris Harrison might be returning, which made me feel a ways. Yeah. So let, let's let's get into the deets of this. Uh, well, for, so first, you said you were surprised at the reaction that the hosts were talking about this. Yes. So the hosts seem very happy that he would be yeah. returning, primarily because they've had previous interviews with him before. So I think that... They have a personal connection with him, so they were happy to hear that he was coming back. I have heard that Chris Harris comes off as very charming, which I'm sure, I'm sure he's I'm a, sure he does. Yeah. He's a well-spoken, handsome white guy. It's like the least threatening thing that you could find in the wild. Before we delve into this too much, should we give any kind of history on what... I, I would say the cliff notes are that the former host of The Bachelor, Chris Harrison, um, was removed as host after a... Uh, less than stellar interview he had with Rachel Lindsay on E! regarding a controversy regarding one of the former Bachelor contestants, Rachel Kirkinell, uh on Matt's season, mm-hmm. um, who, who they're still together, incredibly. Yes. Um, apparently she's put in the work. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, no, as long as she did the work. Good when people put in the work. Um, and he was ousted by ABC, and this made people feel a certain way because he's been Bachelor uh, host the whole time. We did a very extensive podcast on this, which yes. we will link in the description. Yes, if absolutely. If you want to go back and you get our more full thoughts along with the history. Yeah, I think it's important that if you disagree with our upcoming thoughts, maybe you can go back and listen to what our previous thoughts were so that you can get a full understanding of where we were coming from. Or disagree more thoroughly. Or whatever, disagree more whatever thoroughly. Whatever is you about that. Yeah, yeah, we can't control you. <laughs> so the, the background to this is, and I'm like a little dubious about this. So this was reported exclusively by Radar Online, a website I literally had not heard of until this news broke. Same, same. So I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it then gets picked up by all of the other entertainment mm-hmm. aggregators. Of course. Um, and, and I'm sure including the radio stations, yeah, right? Yeah. And it, it, it begins to gain steam. Now, I cannot prove this, but this feels like something someone from the Harrison camp like leaks to... Mm-hmm. Radar online, yeah, and then it's right. like a self-generated content machine. Oh, absolutely. But let's say it's not. Let's take it at, like, face value, which, um, So, apparently there are rumors because there have been poor ratings with the recent Bachelor seasons to bring Chris Harrison back. I don't think Chris Harrison would help those ratings. I think it's a, been, been a pretty bad product recently. Yeah, let's let's... Let's pause right here for a second. Because yeah. I, ha- I I put a lot of thought into this in yeah. particular. They're like, bringing Chris Harrison back will be the thing that helps our show. And it's like, no. No, it won't. You happened to pick a few poor leads in the past that didn't work out. Or things didn't go the way that you expected them to go. Having a different lead isn't going to change that. Like, that's just not how it would work. Like, there's no amount of charisma that uh, Chris Harrison could bring that would make Zach more of an entertaining person. Or not make the Gabby Rachel season a dumpster fire, yeah. which it's widely seen as what yeah. that was. So, like, there's... It's not like the host had anything to do with that. So I don't understand this logic. Like, unless they unless they saw a significant drop in ratings after Chris Harrison was ousted, 
Which yeah, the 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 but like well no, I, I think it was um it started with uh who was the bachelor before? Um uh, had- Clayton. It started with Clayton. Right. Yeah. Which like, you know, not great. Right. You had like a pretty bad run of leads for a while and yeah. it's gonna lead to slippage. Um like Katie wasn't great, Michelle's season was pretty blah. Clayton season got good at the end, but I'm sure the and also people are watching less live television. It's true. That's just a fact, right? Yeah. Like, everything that is not football is getting less ratings. <laughs> I think. I, see, I think the it's true. No, every it's every true. year they do the top one hundred single like highest rated television events. Eighty of them are football. Yeah. And then it's like the Oscars gets in there a top hundred like, and all the award shows, live stuff. Yeah. It's all stuff that happens live that yeah, you can't like go back. Like you, you got to be there and like, but like that's it. Yeah. Unless you're those people aren't watching your stuff. Because yeah. streaming it on demand is more popular and it's cheaper. Yeah. Because why would you have a cable package when you can just watch it the next day on Hulu, which most people are going to do? Yeah. It's why I think that I, I don't believe Radar Online. Like, sure. I just don't think that this stands like any journalism muster. Like, I have the article here and it's like all, all of it is like these like one sentence things. Um, like, ready? Everyone is aware The Bachelor is on life support spilled an insider who, like, Reality Steve, was that, yeah. like, an anonymous Reality Steve quote? Um, they want to return after the way he was tossed aside, like, from an ABC also, executive. Also, they act like he did nothing wrong and that they just are like, oh, the way he was tossed aside. As if, like, let's let's not forget what happened. Like, shall we not pretend like this man, like, was really insensitive to, and again, I'm not going to dive into it. And you can listen to the other yeah. our other thing to like really get our our take on it. But like, I don't want us to pretend like nothing happened with him, and we just want to bring him back. It, it's it also wouldn't work. Yeah, like to your point. Yeah. Um. So of course, um, Chris Harrison responds mm-hmm. to this. <laughs> um. He has a podcast, of course. Of course. And, and and here's what he said. So I'm, I'm quoting here. This is from the E! Online article that picked this up. With the advent of this podcast, they've seen the numbers. Harrison claimed to guest host, uh, guest co-host Tori Spelling. They've seen the response in my social media. They're not deaf to all. They're not deaf to all of that. They've seen what's happening. So am I shocked these conversations are happening? No, it would not be a surprise. In fact, I would be shocked that they aren't happening. So this dude thinks he's just gonna like like ride in on the white horse and be mm-hmm. like, I'll save the day. You know what's crazy? You know what the sad thing is that I'm sure there are a number of people who would be very excited to see that happen. But how many people would they turn off? Me, for sure. Me, right? Absolutely. I don't know how comfortable I would be watching the show knowing that they if they bring him back, knowing everything that happened and them overlooking it, especially just to get better ratings on the show, which there is no data to support that, like, he is the reason that ratings are down. Yeah, and, like, th- this is the thing about it, too, which, like, like kills me, right? It's like, well, you know, what do you want to do? Just go into obscurity and, like, never be heard from again? It's like, no, apparently he has, like, a podcast that does pretty well. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he has sponsors on there. And, like, it, it's not like he's also done anything to, like, really atone for what he did. Yeah. Like, it's only the whole time is like, oh, this has been so embarrassing for me, and I can't believe they did this. And then he's been playing the victim card the whole time. Of course. Like, at no point did he, rally, like, reevaluate and be like, man, I really hurt Rachel with, yeah. like, my comments and made her feel really bad, which she's been very public about, about yeah. how, like, that made her feel bad. And might have attributed to why she's not involved with the show anymore. Yeah. 
Like, it's insane. Of course. Why You think you would take blame for that? How? What did you expect, DJ? Yeah. So, like, would I, like, ever accept him back as Bachelor? I was like, no. Honestly, no. Like, maybe if he really, like, condoned and, you know, did the whole thing. But, but he then, won't. But, and he, then he wouldn't take it also anyway because it would he defeat would, the point. But not even that. He would have done it by now. If that was the case, he would have done it by now. Yeah. Like, he, he would have done it kind of like what uh, Rachel... Kirkinall? Kirk Kirkinall did. Yeah. Like, she actually, we saw her put in the work, and yes. we saw her do it, and so did Matt, and that's why they're still together. Yeah. Um, but, but that's not what he's doing. No. And it's like, I don't know how many people would feel like this, but I know that it, it's not, it would not just yeah. be you and me. He's the conservative hero fighting back against wokeism. Yeah, it's so, it's awful. It is awful. It's awful, it's theater politics, and it's, it's terrible. Yeah. So, so we already talked about how we wouldn't feel comfortable yeah. prom- like giving that show more no, air if no, that was no, no, the case. No, no. And if we ever hit this point, this will have to be a further conversation. Love Island, baby. Love Island, F-Boy Island, All X the on the beach. Islands now. Beach, beach, beach. Um, so yeah, this, is, this has been a tricky one. I am very surprised that the universe threw this in my face when I got in the car. Um, I'm glad that we are doing, we'll have to keep an eye on it and we'll keep yeah, people updated. I, I really don't think it's real just because no one else, no one else independently reported it. Yeah. They just aggregated the story from NRI, but no one we'll else see. was like, hey, I think there's something yeah. here. I mean, we'll see. And I hope, I hope, I really hope that's correct. I hope that it's not real. I yeah. hope that it's just like someone is trying to create drama and Chris Harrison. He's yeah, trying right? to put, put it out there. Yeah. The, right. He's trying to yeah. put it out there like, Oh, maybe I'd be interested in rejoining. Oh, wink, yeah. wink, whoa, nudge, whoa. nudge. People are talking about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. And it, it also flies in the face of like how good Jesse Palmer, like a job he's been doing yeah. and like how he has been a good hire and doesn't have this baggage. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And let's be honest. He's more talented. Absolutely. He's better at Chris Harrison than this. It's ridiculous. He's been on the journey. He's, he's done it. He's been yeah. there. In the trenches. Also more attractive. Well. Just saying. We're on that. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. What else do we have to talk about? Um, well, we really, we just finished Perfect Match. So we wanted to talk about that. Um, I will say that the rest of this episode is just going to contain a, a plethora of spoilers. Yeah, for the whole show. For so. the rest of the show. So if you have not watched Perfect Match and you plan on watching it and don't want to be spoiled... This might be a good stopping point for you to revisit uh, after you watch it, for sure. Um, Otherwise, if you don't plan on watching it or you don't care about spoilers or you have already watched it, uh, continue listening on and listen to our fun, hot takes about the whole thing. Yep. Um, Okay. First of all, DJ, now that the show, we have started and finished it, beginning to end, what is your overall impression of Perfect Match? I think it is a... Really good reality dating show that suffers from a lot of what most of the Netflix dating shows or or reality shows have of not being able to have a good ending. Yes. Um, I I agree with that. I think it was a great season one that they can improve upon in the next season. Yes. Um, I think it'd be very easy to just keep pulling in however many people from different shows yep. and seasons and stuff yep. and continue to because Netflix is just going to keep pumping out reality shows and with every new reality show there's more contestants to join yes. the perfect match which is great and I love that even past contestants for the perfect match yes. like it, it, it's like BIP they can keep yeah. re- reusing let's just go let's just yeah. keep bringing these people they can in keep doing it yeah. Chase will be back we have not seen so? oh my gosh we've not seen like he's gold we have not seen the he last of gold. Chase he's yeah. the villain um 
Yeah, so I agree with that. I didn't, I did not jive with the ending. You know why? Because it has, it had the exact same problem that Tuata Handle ending has. Yeah. The people in it get to vote for the winner. And that's just not, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, and this one, like, that one is at least, like, that you get money attached to it. Like, this one, there's nothing. So, I, I, we, I know we talked about the show last time, kind of the premise. But yeah. um, in terms of what this show did well, um, what did you like about it? Okay, um, I think that the first thing of note that I really liked that was done is that they let previous contestants come back. Yeah, that's really good. That was awesome. So, yeah. like, it's not like if you got voted off the island, you're done and you're gone and that's it. It's like you have a chance to be brought back in a later episode by someone else. And I really like that because it came up twice where... Uh, Chloe ended up bringing Shane back after yep. things with Mitchell didn't work out, yep. which was great for her yeah. um, because she got that second chance. Uh, and then who brought Bartise back? Someone brought Bartise uh, back. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter. It doesn't. Uh, but someone brought Bartise back and he ended up in the finale because of it, yes. because he was brought back. And it was actually interesting because... Shane and Bartise went out together, and then they ended up coming back in together at the yeah. same time. So that was funny. I think this show has a really good flow of um, you you match at mm-hmm. a at a party. Yes. Then there's a game. Mm-hmm. Best couple. They bring in new people. One on one dates. Night matching. Continue that cycle. Yes. It's a predictable flow that is engaging, moves quickly. And has enough change, but also keeps good storylines. Mm-hmm. I do think there are some like storylines there that they don't carry through. Mm-hmm. Like an example would be like the Francesca hates Savannah, and then she's yeah. gone and comes back. She's like, I hate her. It's like, yeah, but like I don't remember why that matters or like yeah. you know it like and yeah like they they say so much, but like you can leave that out, right? It's yeah. there's there's better ways to like weave a storyline together. Um, but like overall, I think it's a really good show. Yeah. I really enjoyed it Um, so much. I ended up, um, I went into the show really excited to see Will because Will was like my boy from the mall. But through watching the show, Dom is like my new favorite. Like such a Dom fangirl now. Like even, and it was funny because I was going through my Instagram reels uh, like an adult and one of Dom's reels came up, but I didn't know it was him because I didn't follow him. And it was just a funny like Harry Potter related real yeah and i was like this is funny that guy kind of looks like dom and then i looked at the i'm like oh my god that's dom and he posts a lot of really funny he's a good follow like if on instagram i'm sure he probably has a tiktok also but like very all these guys do i know he's a he's a good instagram follow um it's really funny really nerdy really nerdy by the way yeah really into anime yeah he uh he did the he was crying over francesca and he was like why is it raining and i forget what you said about, like, I thought you said, like, it wasn't raining or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, no, he's referencing Full Metal Alchemist because that scene where, um... Mustang. Mustang dies or dies... No, no. Mustang Mustang's is the one who is crying. crying over someone who died. Hughes. Hughes died. And... Come on, Michelle. All right, give me a break. And so he's crying and then he... He looks up and he goes, why is it raining? And the other person goes, it's not raining. And the guy is like, yes, it is. And it's like the tears coming yeah. down. And so Dom referenced that while he was crying over Francesca, he made a Full Metal Alchemist reference, that friggin' weeb. I love him. <laughs> Me too. The best. Um, I think 
this show is hard not to compare to BIP because of the nature of being an island beach show where they bring the all-stars back to like date one another. So like naturally, like it just winds up getting compared to BIP. Bachelor in Paradise. I get it. I get the comparison in that like they bring in a few new people and other people are going to have to leave because of just how whatever. The math works. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And I, it's so funny how it's like the show is so much better than BIP. Because oh Bip's flow is like, bring people on, pair, bring more people on for one-on-ones, a whole bunch of bullshit for like three episodes, and then a rose ceremony. Yeah. It meanders so much. Oh my god. And this is like, oh bro, here's how you do it. Think about it. This show is roughly 12 hours, like 12 hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. That is only six episodes of Bip, or three weeks of Bip. Everything oh. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, think of how little happens in that time. You get a whole season of Perfect Match. And it was it's great. It's wild. Oh, yeah, it's the so good. The pacing was great. It's 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 like a 10 out of 10, the pacing of this the show. The pacing is great. It's not too fast where you don't know what's happening. It's not too slow where it's like, all right, let's go. Let's change things up. Also, a lot of the people are so willing or eager to change that, like, you get a lot of, like, People switching. It's not like in BIP where people, you they couple up in the beginning and then that's yeah, it. Yeah, everything becomes so calcified until oh, some like God. random bullshit thing happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, BIP could learn so much from this show. Mm-hmm. It's, I would watch this like a mm-hmm. hundred times over watching yeah. BIP. It's so bad. We, we also mentioned that one of our favorite things about this show was the games that they played. They're really good we, games. We... We assume that there's some kind of game theorists, like, who came up with the games. Yeah. Because a lot of them are, like, really clever and unique. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Like, I, some of them were just, like, oh, whatever. Uh, like, the, like, the, the, oh, my God, the truth or, not truth or dare one. The factor cap, fact, which was a stupid-ass name. Yeah, whatever. It should have been cap or no cap. That's yes. how the youths talk. <laughs> so. Not factor cap. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, so, anyway, that, that one was Whatever, not a ton of like game theory needs to be put into yeah. that one. But the one in particular with the betting and the challenges—that was a really good one—and that was great. And I remember the one where um they they had the rope tied in between them. Another good one. That was awesome. Um, that was part of the dare yeah. one. The one where the whole game was just for the sort themselves, but they had yeah. the, the high knee socks and the yeah. uh, headbands, sweatbands. They had to pick like sweatbands, headbands, and like socks and stuff. And they were like, "This game is gonna have you be agility, work, whatever." Yeah. And then he goes, "Okay, sort yourself from most compatible to least compatible." And then when they eventually sorted themselves, they go, "That was it. That was the game." Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, "Oh!" And that was like what the only game that Joey and Carousel won. No, they won because no, they got the last one. They won what the. Whatever they won the last yeah, stupid I can't thing. Um, I okay. So do we want to talk about anything sp- specific? Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, there's no there's no stated prize Correct. for the winner. It was so interesting as Will was like, I want to win this game. It's like, what are you winning? The title of like perfect match. Yeah. Um. So at some point in the show, this is like the last episode. Joey and Carousel. Joey was the panda from Sexy Beast, and sorry, Carousel was. <laughs> Nope, that's it. Imagine. Joey was the panda from Sexy Beast. And Carousel won Circle Season 1. <laughs> um, they were together, and they were together the whole time. And the reason is because they were also together outside of the show. 
They were on and off outside of the show, but it never so really worked. They were on at one point. They were on they, at they one were point on outside at one point. of the show, yes. Um, and which I didn't love because it, it was like, it just kind of was like them the whole time with like nothing interesting. Yeah. And Carousel's kind of the well, worst. It, there was that little bit in the beginning, which was interesting yeah, with Chase. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. And I wish there was more of that between them. That's true. Yeah, it, it, it happened and then it ended and like, then that was it. I kind of wish... And this this didn't happen because there were other people who were like quote unquote more deserving of the dates. Yeah. But I wish someone challenged Joey and Carousel's relationship more. I know. Like I wish someone was like not not to you know what their whole theory. Oh, you should feel fine with them going on the date because uh, they'll only get better if they test themselves. Yeah. Blah blah blah. I, I think the only problem is that they knew if that happened, Carousel would have literally murdered them. Yeah. Right. Like that is the only problem because she was like, but send her on another date. I think she still would have literally murdered them. She's very protective, right? Um, and then we would have the problem where, because they did do that with Dom, and then we didn't like it, because it didn't go anywhere. That's so it might have been the same problem. Yeah, sure. It's not like Joey and Carousel are really. Carousel, like, kissed Chase on the first date, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and then oh. kissed Francesca just for a show. Oh, nonsense. That's crazy. So Joey proposes to Carousel on their last date, because all the, fi- the final five couples all got a date. And you're like, oh my god, this is beautiful. I knew it was coming. Yeah, Michelle. Remember, I knew it was coming. I'm watching them. I had doubts. You know why? All the other dates looked like whatever. Not, not um, what's it called? Not impressive looking dates, like on the beach or on a boat or whatever, like on a trolley that's going through the jungle. MBD. This date was like in this this high. I don't know what to call it, like a building that overlooked the entire, like, jungle of the Panama. Yeah. Like, during sunset, and there were flowers, and there was wine, and I'm like, yo, he's going to propose. He's going to propose right here, like, right now. And I I knew it. I knew it. And you were like, no. And then he started talking, and to be fair, there was a second where I was like, oh, maybe he won't. Like, he was saying, like, some dumb shit. Yeah. (laughs) And then he started talking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to propose. Here it is. Right now. You got it. I did. I was right. Um... So they propose, and then it's like, okay, well, show over. Yeah, right. Because like, that's I mean, it; they're the perfect match. And it was funny too, because like, so the, like the final five couples are like recapping, and then Joey and Carousel reveal to everyone that um, he proposed, and they're like, oh my god! And then they're all sitting down, and Nick goes, "But are they the perfect match?" Yeah, right? it's like this is so stupid at this point. Yeah. Like, what does it matter? Um, so it kind of removes the teeth from the ending, I feel like. Yeah. Where it's like the one thing Bip does better is that it's not a winner. It's like at the end, it's like, will you go home with your couple? Yeah. And it's like a more like, is this going to be serious kind of thing. I have... So you know how the pre-finale, the finale Eve was when they brought all the people back? I did like that. They brought them all back Battle Royale style. I have a better way to do that. Yeah? I think that... All of the other people who were not part of the show anymore should have gotten to choose, like, to choose one of the people to go on a date with. Or let me rephrase that: each of the people who were remaining should have had to go on, on a date with someone else, like who was mm. left over, right? So, like, um, God, who was that? Like, let's say Georgia would have had to go out with not Chase, but a different guy, yeah, 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 and yeah, like. Yeah. Like, they would have had to do yes. these other dates just to see, like, if their connection with their original partner was stronger. I, agree. I think that would have been better. I think yes. that would have been a better thing. And then if they didn't choose their original partner that they came in with, they just would have left. Like, instead of staying. Because, you know. The Ultimatum thing, style. The thing I didn't agree with was um, at the end, they had Nick and LC. And I was like, 
This is nonsense. You guys, like, there's there's zero percent chance yeah. anyone's voting for you guys, and even yeah. Martise and Izzy. I'm like, no one's like, gonna vote no for you way. guys. It's really only between like Dom and Georgia and um, oh my god, Shane, Joey, or, uh, Joey and Carousel, yeah. and even Shane and Chloe were like sure, more up there. Some got like a vote or whatever. Um, so yeah, so but so it gets to the end and, and everyone votes, and it's the only thing I was so happy for, and they probably needed to do this was it was so quick. There was like was no so tension fast. because they probably knew watching it back when they were going through. There's like oh no, there's no tension at the end mm-hmm. of the series, which like you don't need it, but then it's kind of like meh. You yeah. just leave like kind of like a meh. Um, Dom and Georgia win. Surprise! And it's so funny how this show, I, not this one, all of them. They like leave leave you with this feeling where it's like, oh yeah, Joey and Carousel are engaged, and Georgia and Dom are together, and Shane and uh, Chloe are together. And what was the first thing we did? Oh, you Google it. We Googled to see if any of them were you, still together. You, you, you have to. It is like it is like how when um, for like sports championships they always print both T shirts and they send the wrong ones to like you know like donate it to another country, yeah. or whatever. So like third you know, world countries. Uh, <laughs> Developing country. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not, it's not a good term, Michelle, anymore. It's, oh, sorry. It's like I should say chest feeding instead of breastfeeding. F that. Breastfeeding. <laughs> oh my god, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to get Chris Harrison. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Call it what you want. I, I'm just giving the uh, the most up-to-date terms okay. from that silly little New York Times quiz. Anyway, they gave it to a, like, you know, um, developing nation so they're all running around with their, you know, Eagles Super Bowl 57 championship t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And that's the world they're living in, which is totally wrong. If you watch this show and don't Google afterwards, you're living in an alternate reality. It's like living in a fantasy where everyone's just happy. Yeah. That must be nice. By the way, none of them are together. Well, it's rumored that Zom and Inez are together, which is crazy. Sorry. None of the final five couples oh, yeah. are together. None of together. the people who left together are still together. Yeah. And Joey and Carousel did not get married. Yeah. I feel legitimately bad for Carousel. It was so... Unless she's, like, an amazing actor, which I don't think she is. I think she is desperate AF. She was so happy that she's yeah. being married to Joey. She was so, so happy. Yeah. Wanted this to happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are TikToks and Instagram posts out there where it's just, like, Sag. Yeah. She's just Sag. Not married, not engaged. Yeah. Um, Sag. The... I do want to clear up something because I think that during our last podcast I, I was talking a little bit about Francesca um, because by our last podcast you had said like she's a bad person yeah, and yeah. I had said no no she seems <laughs> fine everything it seems like she's better this season or in this yep. show she seems like she's doing better and she's really trying um, and I was immediately proven wrong <laughs> I was immediately proven wrong and I don't want to talk bad. But I'll just say she proved me wrong. And she was not a good person this season. And she did things and said things and was... You know, no, you know what? She was kind the, of the, the worst. She was the, the worst. It the was the worst. biggest thing was how she talked about, I need to be with Dom. And how dare Savannah talk with Dom. She's a yeah. snake. I need to be with Dom. And then Damien, who was an old flame from... she was Another previous flame before the yeah, show. Yeah. And somehow she was involved with Love is Wine after the altar. And she's like, Dom, well, I have to explore this. Yeah. And it's like, wah! She, what I is wrong with you? She said, I have to bite the bullet and explore yeah. this. And it's like, oh, okay. No one else can do it. So she left Dom. Yeah. Which was, like, really messed up. But, like, I also, in this scenario, that wasn't the worst. That wasn't even the worst thing. Like, I was upset with her for doing that. 
But it was everything after that that was wrong, right? Yeah. Like, because the whole point of the show is exploring your options and whatnot. So I can't be mad that she left Dom to go explore her options with Damien. It was, a, it was messed up, sure. But, but it's not even just that. It was... How she handled it afterwards. Then she got mad that Georgia got with Dom. And then she was like, I just want Dom to leave. And it's like, you left him. Let him continue like trying so to find bad. someone. So but she's like, it's so awkward. They just keep making out in front of me. It's just, it's not right. And then, and then she was like, I don't think I like Damien anymore. And it was like, uh, what is this? And then she went on a date with Abby. And then she's like, I don't like Abby anymore. And it's like, I can't. Keep up it, with this. So there are, there are grades of, like, evil on this show. I shouldn't say evil, but, like, poor judgment on this show. Oh, my God, so, so many. So that Francesca's one. Yes. The other one is Bartise, who just cannot help being mean to a woman. If he can be mean to a woman, he's well, like, I, I gotta do no, it. No, 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 I want to preface. I don't think it's fair to say he's mean to all women. He is initially very charming and nice and very snake-like to them, where he makes them feel very good about themselves. And, like, he very is very charming, but if you say one thing that contradicts him or makes him seem like a bad person, then he becomes but very mean. Even if he's in the wrong. Even if, No, I didn't say he, whether he's right, right or wrong. Right, right, right. Even if he is in the wrong, if you yeah. say anything that contradicts him or like makes him seem like the bad guy, or even you, or if he's know, in the wrong. Say the truth. Just say exactly you, what happened. Yes. Then then he will be so nasty. It happened with Inez. It happened with Abby. I think it even happened it, it with happened on his season of love. Yeah, it happened on his season of love is blind. Yeah. Like he he's the worst. Yeah. Um but then you have Chase. Yes. True gentleman. But, <laughs> he's such a villain. But like but, the villain, it's like Batman. The villain in the show needed And like went home too soon. The other thing with him too is like he just like says like stuff that's so ludicrous, like that you can't help but be like, oh my god. Yeah. But like also you're like it's so like it's kind of true. Like so he was talking about how like um like, Dom and George, well, they can't be the perfect match because Dom was between two women at the same time. And everyone's like, what? No, they are the perfect match. They're so good. And he's like, no, they can't be the perfect match if it was between two. And look, man, they're not together. So as far as I'm concerned, Chase was right. I mean, that, They are not the perfect match. But that's not fair because none of the men like, are together. Yeah, so none of them are the perfect match. Sure. But <laughs> I, I don't necessarily agree with Chase's logic with that because, like, what it's... They, uh, Georgia and Dom agreed that when Georgia and Dom got together, he was still into Francesca and they worked on their relationship. And by the end of it, they had a very strong relationship and they seemed to be like best friends and everything. But I do think it's like what you said. There is just such a literal space distance between them. Like, because George is from Australia. Yeah. And he is not. <laughs> yeah, and who is she dating now? Harry, from season one of Two Out to Handle. You know, Francesca's Fra- old fiancé? I don't know if they were engaged, well, but... Didn't he propose to her with a fucking ring pop? Wasn't that Oh, him? you're right. But did she say yes? Stupid. Yeah, she uh, said okay. yes. It was embarrassing. Okay, so, but remember where he was from? Australia. Australia. Yep. So, there Stay you Staying your lane. Yeah, baby. Honestly, don't... Georgia, I love you. Don't go on a game show where most of the men are not from Australia. It's tough. <laughs> like, it's tough. Like, it's hard. It's not going to work outside of this. It's just not. Yeah. But that's even, like, even people who live within the United States, like, get someone from, like, you know, New, New Jersey or you get someone from, like, San Diego. You yeah. know, like a cross-country thing work? But, you like, know? you could, you could, moving across country is not as a yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for these people. Like, moving across country is yeah, not as big of a deal that's true, yeah. as opposed to moving to a different a country. country. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. I mean, there were the people in um, 
what was it? It, it was this show where um, uh, Bartice wouldn't move uh, to the same place where uh, Amber was. And Bartice is in Dallas, and she's in Austin. It's the same state. Amber? Uh, Abby? Abby, thank you. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I wouldn't move there. It's yeah. Funny. It was like Dallas to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Austin's so much cooler than Dallas. Dallas. All right, well, it's, it's Yeah, fine. that's what, well, that's what Abby said, too. She was like, really? You want to move from Dallas? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for Abby. It was good to see her yeah. for all two episodes, but, uh. There's a few people yeah. who I genuinely felt bad for because it just, things didn't line up for them. Yeah. So, like, Calvin was in and out. Yo, I don't think that anyone wanted to be for him to be on the show because there was no footage of him. There was no footage of Calvin. I think, and we said this during his season of the Circle, genuinely uninteresting. Genuinely I don't know how he made it onto the show. Like he was available during the time period slotted. Um, so that was for, so Calvin was one of them. Um, Colony, she seemed like a really cool girl, and she same thing. Yeah, wrong place, wrong in time. In and out. Because, like, there was no one that she could pair with. Everyone was in strong couples, and the only people available she didn't have interest in. Yeah. I don't um, know why they had the selling Tampa people on the show. It didn't make any sense. I do I do just think the timing was right. Even, um... Anne Sophie? No, because Anne Sophie made it a few... Yeah. Uh, Diamond? Diamond made it for the... I guess it's mostly Colony and, um... Chase? Calvin? Calvin. Oh my god. Yeah. I already forgot his name. That's how uninteresting this man is. Um, okay. Another another thing about the show that I wanted to talk about, because we were both like, what? When it happened? So, they never explained to us how the rooms work. Yeah. But here's what we gathered, okay? There are a number of rooms. Five or six rooms. I don't remember. Whatever. There's five or six rooms. I think how it works is that the people who pair up Go to the first available room. Not you go back to your room or you go to the last room you were in. You go to the first available room. And I think that they do this because they don't know who's going home. They don't know when people are coming in. Right. And just to make it as easy as possible, they have everyone just go to whatever the first available room is. Which could have the previous night been someone else's room. That being said, we only discovered this because there was one... One episode where Shane and Chloe got into a huge fight at the very end of the night. And by this point, um, Dom and Georgia had already gone to bed yeah. or gone into the room. I think it should be clear. Shane instigated a fight because he can't let things go because he's Correct. the worst. Yes. He is the worst. He can't let things go. Chloe was child. very ready to let it go. <laughs> Chloe apologized to him about it. It's not like yeah. she like let it go. Chloe apologized for what happened with Mitchell. He... And he called her a shit person, remember? Yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst. She about, she's saying him a rep. Yeah. In her cute little accent. Yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst. He is anyway, on television. So he walks into one of the rooms that said do not disturb. And I was like, does he know who's in there? Does he just want to talk to someone? And then he walked past the bed and started gathering his things. And I was like, what is going on? And then I realized... That was his room the night before. Yeah. He's getting his stuff from this room, and Georgia and Tom are in here because it was probably the first available room. It was crazy. Like, I was like, that is so bizarre, and I wish that they explained how it worked to us beforehand. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I know, but it's just interesting, and it, I was just so taken aback when yeah, he walked into the I room. I was it. like, what's going on? I get it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things of note. Yeah, I think those are the big things. It's a good show. It was a good show. They tried to like mix it up by having um, Abby and Francesca go on a date, 
and it didn't work at all. I was surprised when they did it, like when they set up the date. Yeah, I think the one problem is it was way too inorganic and out of nowhere yeah. that it just felt like surprise for surprise. Also, Inez was the person to do it, so it's like, oh, this is so the producers. Well, not just that. The other thing is it was really awkward because you could tell Francesca was not into it, like at all. Yeah. Like at all. Like, they, like if you're going to like go like swing for the fences like that, um, to, to Bip's credit, when they did it, it was more like tactful and like yeah. purposeful when Demi brought on her like girlfriend yeah. or whatever. It also felt more genuine though. Like that's the biggest thing. It's got to feel like real. It can't just be like let's get two women together. Yeah. The, also, they never do it with men. Also, also just to throw this out there, um, the fact that they had these girls who identify as bisexual. <laughs> I'm just remembering that conversation that they had. Do you want to talk about that? I will after this statement. They had these two girls who identify as bisexual. Like, Francesca from the very beginning was saying how she's bisexual. And then they brought on Abby as one of the girls who was going to be paired up with one of the guys. And they were like, and Inez was like, I want to pair Francesca with her. Like any two people, it's possible that they didn't connect. But it felt extremely forced that they were like, oh, you're going on a date with a girl. You should try to make it happen. Try to make it work. And Abby, not even just in her, in this show, but in her season explained how she hadn't really dated girls. Yep. And then in this show, pre- like continued to enforce the fact that like she hasn't seriously dated girls. And we know Francesca has not like seriously dated girls. Yeah. And it felt really forced and awkward. Like, yeah, you put them on a date. That's weird like that just because they're two girls who happen to be bisexual doesn't mean that they're gonna click and as watching you're like wait are they bisexual yeah because it's like you well you want to talk about the the thing the conversation yeah okay uh there was a conversation that happened between carousel francesca and abby, abby who are all the ones who claim to be bisexual and did they say i just want to make sure i'm correct did they say I wish that there was a term for loving the person. So she's like, I'm just into people. I'm just into people. I wish there was a term for that. I wish there was a term for that. There is! It's pansexual! It's pansexual when you just like people and you're not judging them based on their gender. And then what's the next thing Francesca said? Oh, they should have a bisexual version of this show. And I was like, no! No! A pansexual version! Yes. Not bisexual! Do you, do you just want to uh, illuminate maybe? Oh, yes. For, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me illuminate the differences in yeah. particular because bisexual, very commonly used term, sometimes correctly and sometimes not. Um, I think maybe possibly in the show not. It seems like they're all pansexual and they like yeah. don't realize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, maybe, maybe they're not. Or like don't realize that the term exists. Yes. So okay. Now I don't want to. If I say anything incorrect, I'm sorry in advance. Um, I'm going to, for the most part, generalize this for our general audience. So don't at me. <laughs> Bisexual people uh, like both men and women. Okay. Pansexual people do not judge based on the gender. For reference, I believe it was um, David Mm -hmm. from Schitt's Creek, pansexual. Yes. He likes the wine, not the label, was his word. That means it doesn't matter what they are on the outside, he likes the person who they are on the inside. And for reference, the difference there, because you might be like, well, what does it matter? 
like isn't that the same someone who's pansexual could be attracted to someone who is a male who identifies as a female um Mm -hmm. they could be attracted to someone who has no gender identity Mm -hmm. um they are just attracted to any kind of person yeah um so it's not regardless of labels or identity or anything exactly exactly it is just the person themselves whereas someone who identifies as bisexual specifically is into and again i'm sorry if i'm mislabeling this correctly but to my understanding someone who's bisexual is attracted to both men and women yes okay so this idea of just being attracted to people or like to anyone that would be pansexual yeah. it seems like that that's what my, that's what y'all might be yeah maybe because, i don't know well they said they wish there was a turn like i wish there was at a least term abby at least abby or no it was francesca said it's like um i'm just the people yeah uh i as someone who identifies as pansexual, this I was sitting there and I was like, ah, oh, I can't watch this. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I mean, I know the whole gender thing, there's so, like, I, some people, oh, there's so much, there's too much, whatever. But, like, don't say that. At least, like, do some research. There yeah. is a term for it. It exists. Yeah. Make your life easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Ugh. Take this weight off. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, anything else? It's a really good show. I really you watch enjoyed it. it. Yeah, definitely watch it. Very, very good show. I highly recommend it. I had a good time. It's, I got got so often. And by that, I mean, like, they, they were really able to fool me a lot with the show. Like, there's a few instances where I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, they like got Like, some me. setups for what dates would be or yeah. who would reject who or, yeah. you know, yeah. a winner or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, or even, like, tricks about stuff that happened. And, yeah. like, they got me a few times. And, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I really recommend it. Very good I mean, I assume that if you're listening to this, you either don't plan on watching it, or you don't care about spoilers, or you've already watched yeah, it's it. It's still worth watching. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. As- recommend it to your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. Such a fun watch. Um, yeah. So, alrighty then. Anything else? Um, I could do a quick recap on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, they did... So, last week, they had Lollapurooza. Um which was the the whole lip syncing competition. This week was all fashion competition. And I really enjoyed this week because I love the runway aspect of RuPaul's Drag Race and seeing all the outfits that people make and come up with. And this week's challenge were there was two outfits where they could bring it from home and one outfit they had to make there on the spot. Um and the bottom two were um Selena's titties and Spice. And I partially agree with their judgment of Selena's titties outfits. In particular, the outfit that she sewed at the, like, during the event, like, the one she had to sew while she was there, was not good. And I'm sorry to say this. And I feel bad because she, in particular, is very good at sewing, where some of the girls don't have experience sewing. She is someone who is good at sewing. And she chose to use satin which is an extremely hard fabric to work with. And she put a lot of these like pattern things on it. And the way the lighting hit it and the way it scrunched up in spots, it just didn't look good. And I remember when she walked out, 
I said to you, that doesn't look good. That does not look good. And she's going to end up being in the bottom because of this outfit in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, other fun things of note is that, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? The Laduca. Something Laduca. Lucy Laduca. Lucy Laduca. Thank you. Um, one of her raceway outfits looked like Princess Peach, which was really fun. And mm-hmm. she said that she was channeling that, which yeah. I like really loved. Um, uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks had a beach ball outfit, which was... Yeah, it was pretty wild. It was awesome. And they called it high drag, which I loved. Uh, crazy, crazy outfit. And then, um, Anitra, she made this gown. Her outfit that she sewed at the competition was this beautiful mermaid gown that had these gem spikes that went all down the arms and down the back. And all I could think to myself was... I would wear the hell out of that dress. That is a gorgeous dress. Um, she told some of her backstory, which was extremely sad, about yeah. how, like... Her, thrown out of her home. Thrown out of her home because they found out that she was, like, trying on, like, makeup and stuff. Yeah. And originally her mom said, it's fine. We love you. And then a week later was like, you need to leave because you're making your brothers and sisters uncomfortable. Yeah. Which is like heartbreaking, heart wrenching breaking. Yeah. And then, and she said she's never seen her brothers or sisters again. And I felt, I was like crying. I felt so bad. And I hope that this show can help reunite, like reunite Anisha with her brothers and sisters. Now that I assume they're much older now and can make their own decisions. Um, I just hope so. I felt so bad. Uh, Spice ended up going home. Yeah. Unsurprising. I'm honestly surprised she made it this far, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So we're, we're getting down to the nitty gritty with our women. I think we're down to the final eight. Yes. So that's exciting. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's everything for Drag Race. That's, cool. I think that's everything. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's running really long. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about this week. Between the Chris Harrison stuff and the perfect match wrapping up and yeah. Um so is there anything you want to plug? Uh, just always um check out all the other podcasts in the Pop Break TV feed. Um check out uh Mostly Nitpicking, where we covered um the Ant Man movie. Uh yeah, that's about it. You can follow us on Twitter at Rose's Rejections. All right, then. So uh, with that, we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Love you.